Psalm 27 is a psalm of confidence, meaning that David wrote it to state his trust that God would be good to him even in times of distress. This psalm is particularly important for God's church during this season of viral pandemic, when we are stuck in our homes, when much of the world seems shaken, and when it feels very uncertain how things will go in the future. Psalm 27, as a psalm of confidence, is so important for you because confidence does not superficially roll out of God's people as if we have no worries, as this psalm will teach us. But but God's people do commit themselves to standing firm in their trust in the Lord. Just to remind us as we think about a psalm together, as John Calvin called the Psalter the anatomy of the Christian soul, so too we should think of the psalms as having the role of teaching us how the godly respond to the full spectrum of experience in the Christian life. As before, then, we have three questions that I'm going to repeat this time at least to help guide our thoughts about Psalm 27. So first we want to ask, what life situation would cause the author, David in this instance, to write this psalm? And then, how does this situation that gave rise to this psalm and, and the words of the psalm transpose into our life situation? And then lastly, how does this psalm point us to Christ? So then first, let's, let's think together about why would David write this psalm? The original life situation that would give rise to this psalm was clearly one in which David needed God's help. Verse 1 is a, is a firm statement that God will be there. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now, the tension built into David's ad affirmation that there is no reason to fear is that there likely was another sense in which there was every reason to be afraid. So scholars think that based on verses 2 and 3, David may have written this psalm during the period when he was on the run from King Saul. The point is, is not that believers pretend as though nothing is wrong, but that we follow David's example of reminding ourselves that when there may be an objective reason to fear out in the world— God's people have no subjective reason to feel afraid in our hearts because God is our light and our salvation. Through, through verse 6, then, David praises God for being the light and salvation, the refuge for God's people. And this is a section of praise all the way to the end of verse 6. And then in, in verse 7, David turned to plead that God would hear him and come to his aid. So whereas there's a section of praise, verses 7 to 12 contain David's plea for God's help, and verses 13 to 14 end with a strong assertion of confidence in God again. The original setting that led David to compose this psalm was one when David needed help. 
and cried out to God to be his light and salvation again. And so a situation of danger, one, one where David needed God's help, gave rise to this psalm. And how do we transpose the, the reasons that David wrote this psalm? How do we transpose that in, into our lives so that we might still sing this same psalm meaningfully as God's people? And I think there's an important connection for us to make here about, one, the way that we pray, and secondly, about the way that we go about redoubling our confidence in God again. It's not arbitrary that David recounted his confidence in God before he led into his prayer requests. David was likely thinking about all the ways that God had helped him in, in the past when he wrote verses 1 to 6. He was full of praise and confidence because he remembered, he set his mind on all the ways that God had helped him in the past. Now that transposes directly on how each of us live and pray. If you're a Christian, then we need to keep good account of all the ways that God has helped us in the past. Yes, if we look around us at any given moment, there are plenty of worldly reasons to fear. But God has always been there to uphold us. So then we have no real reason to feel afraid. He has been there. So he will remain there for his people. That is how we are to redouble our confidence as God's people. We think about how God has been there for us. And that same exact point helps us to learn to follow David's model in prayer too. We should cry out to God for help. But we should pray back to God praises for all the ways that he has rescued us before. In, in this time now of much panic and fear, Christian, recount, even to God, explicitly, overtly, out loud, all of the ways that God has always been there for you. Pray those things to God as a reminder of his goodness as you lead up to crying out to him for provision today. This psalm transposes right onto a season of worldly fear and reminds us that we, like David, should remember God's goodness to us as we call upon him for help now. That reinstills us with confidence in God as, as you are tempted to fear the coronavirus and it all out. Remind yourself of God's continual faithfulness to you in the past. And that way we... We'll end our prayers like David did as well, confident that God will respond. And we can put this most bluntly by reminding ourselves that God has earned our trust in Jesus Christ. We don't have to force ourselves to trust God. We don't have to muster up the energy to do so. God deserves our trust and confidence. He has provided for your most ultimate and eternal needs. God has been gracious to us, e even though 
we need to be in continual repentance. As this psalm brings up, God has not turned his anger against us to forsake us. Since he actually poured out all of his wrath on Christ and forsook Christ so that he might bring us, he might take us in. Even when others leave us, the Lord will take me in. When we trust in Jesus, God promises us his goodness and faithfulness, which is why we can be full of confidence as we come to God in prayer. And so let's go and pray to God now again. God, we have plenty of reasons to be running to you in prayer. We have family members and friends who need your healing work. And we pray, God, that you will do that. We pray as we think about these reasons why we might be afraid if we were to count them according to the world's rationale. God, we bring to you all of our loved ones who are ill, all of our friends who might be ill. We pray, God, that you protect them from having this virus that is so scary to so many people right now. We pray that you would give us comfort in this season. We pray that as we do hope for medical treatment for many people we know, we ask God that you would remind us that you have always provided for your people and you always will and help that to fill our hearts with the peace that surpasses all understanding. God, we pray for our essential workers. We pray for those in the medical field, uh, for those who are there to uphold uh, civil peace. We pray for so many who have to go to work, uh, and we pray that you would help them. We pray for those working from home, and we pray, we, God, we give you praise that you have given so many jobs that they can do from their houses, and we pray that you would keep your people in provision, that you would make sure that they have work. We pray for those looking for work, that you would give it to them that you would sustain them through this time. God, we're eager to see you do good things, and we pray that you would make your gospel go forward in power. Uh, even now, we're eager to see you do that because we don't understand exactly why this is happening around the world from your sovereign uh, perspective, but we trust you, and so we're asking you to use it for mighty good purposes. We pray that because of this, people would see how feeble their comforts in life are if they are measured by the standards of the world and that they would look for comfort that can come only to us in Christ and as we belong to the God of the universe. We pray that you would help us to remember that you are indeed our light and our salvation. We pray that you would help us as we come to pray to you, that we would remember all of the reasons we have to be confident in our God that you would build us up, that we would stand firm, that you would help us not to be shaken, even as the world is shaken. We pray that we would hold fast, that we would cling to our confession, namely because it is the confession of the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we find all of our reason to hope, who has been there for his people from the ultimate bedrock foundation of our need to make us right with God and has brought us to be your treasured possession. We pray that that would fill us with hope, that, you would, that it would give us confidence as we turn to you, as we seek to serve you even in the ways that we still can during this time. And we pray these things for the sake of Christ. Amen.